0: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. Remain calm,
2: all is well. All is well.
0: The voice of reason is back from the 12th floor of 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Welcome to the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you for making us a part of your day. And um, sorry about yesterday. We had some health problems at Peak North. We couldn't get to the show. However, we'll make sure we squeeze in an ep- extra episode at some point this week, and you'll get an episode on Saturday to get you ready for Game 4 Sunday night at the peak. So that we promise. Today, we are going to have some fun on Locked on Thunder because you need it. You stayed up for that 9.30 tip, okay, provided you're in Oklahoma City. I mean, if you stayed up on the East Coast, then it was a 10.30 tip. Uh, if you were out there on the West Coast, then what was it, uh, 7.30 last night? So you're fine. You're feeling fine. If you're a Portland fan, um, don't ask me about New Zealand and Australia, who also (laughs) listen to this show. I don't know what the time is like for you. I'm assuming that game happened in the morning, but you deserve fun. So we're going to hear from Russell Westbrook. We'll hear from Paul George and Steven Adams. Speaking of Russell Westbrook, he's getting a lot of blame on the national shows. We'll tell you why it's nowhere even close to being all of Russell Westbrook's fault. That the Thunder are down 0-2 now. There are some other guys that need to step up into the spotlight and raise their hand. We'll tell you about a couple of them in these first in these first two segments. Um, also, there's something that the Thunder didn't do last night, which is a good thing. It's a really good thing. Something Oklahoma City didn't do last night that falls into the positive category, and we'll give you a little bit of preview of game three. Coming up before the end of the show today, my name is Eric G. If this is the first time you're listening to Locked on Thunder, I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be a credentialed member of the media, and I host a channel for maven.io, which I will speak very highly of. And think if you like really great content-driven websites, then you need to go check out maven.io. But also check out basketballmaven.io slash thunder for thunder maven where we post this podcast and uh, do a lot of other stuff there and i also want to encourage you to download the himalaya app for your smartphone and um what else with the himalaya app download that when you get into your car tell your smart device to play the locked on thunder podcast and um subscribe apple itunes and of course google podcast as kevin bacon said at the beginning of the show do not panic all is well. Last night was a prime example of just how these series can turn on a dime. All it took was was 12 minutes. 12 minutes for the Portland Trailblazers to go from being in a dogfight, possibly tied 1-1, losing home court advantage, going back to Oklahoma City or coming to Oklahoma City to play a game to now seemingly being in control of this series Up two games to none. That's the key word. Seemingly in control of this series because the mistakes that Oklahoma City made last night are quite correctable. Let's start with the turnovers. Shall we? um, First and foremost, a lot of people are going to get on Russell Westbrook for last night's game and his turnover, and they're going to point to that turnover that he had early in the third quarter from Damian Lillard where he just seemed to be a little bit careless with the ball, I think he had like five live live ball turnovers um, at the beginning of that third quarter last night. Okay, yeah, that went the other way, but what about Paul George? As much as you're blaming Russell Westbrook for getting his pocket picked, what about Paul George who turned it over in back-to-back possessions, which led to Portland scoring four points? Portland, by the way, last night outscoring Oklahoma City on the fast break 19-11. to that is Oklahoma City not taking advantage of the rebounds that they're getting, not taking advantages of the steal that they're getting, pulling up from three when they should be driving, uh, a la Dennis Schroeder, who did Dennis Schroeder actually screwed up a couple of fast breaks last night. One where he took an outlet pass from Russ and then ended up going baseline and got in trouble with Myers Leonard and ended up turning the ball over, and then on the inbound, the ball went through Paul George's hand, and it was going the other way. The other one was when, on a fast break, he decided to pull up for three instead of going to the rim. I do agree with Richard Jefferson. It's one national pundit I totally agree with, in that the fact that, yes, I want to see Oklahoma City shoot more from the free throw line than the three-point line, even if they're not a good free-throw shooting team, it's going to be more conducive to success because once you start getting guys into foul trouble, like you did Ennis scanner last night, then Portland's going to play soft. And what you notice with Portland last night, again, all these mistakes are correctable. You start going to the rim. You start getting guys into foul trouble. All of a sudden, Paul George, whose shoulder is still hurt last night, and all you've got to do is look at the shot chart look at the numbers, see how unsuccessful he was at three, see how many points he was taking below the three-point line. What you want to do is get these guys into foul trouble so they're not as aggressive when guys are going to the rim or when guys are playing in the paint. So you've got to continue to attack. Portland is going to give Oklahoma City the three all night long. They are going to give them the opportunity to shoot the three. And Portland and Terry Stotts have already said that if Oklahoma City can hit the three and beat them on a particular night, they'll live with it. The bottom line is, is they don't think Oklahoma City can hit the three and the first two games are proof when you're 5-of-28 last night and 5-of-33 from the night before. So how hard is it to correct to correct that if you're Billy Donovan and tell guys To just go to the paint. And I understand it goes against Billy Donovan's philosophy of if they are going to give you the three, take the three. But if you're not hitting it and the Thunder weren't hitting it, then you have to adjust your philosophy at least for the last 24 minutes of that game if you adjust the philosophy. You're going to have the opportunity to have more success. Um, Some other things that the Thunder did last night that are correctable. Played some really good defense um, in the third quarter, so much so that the clock was winding down. Al Farouk has a long two. You got to close out on that. You got to close out on that long two, so he doesn't hit it. It's those. It, it, sometimes it's that timely long two or those timely threes that Portland had a knack for last night. Damian Lillard. Now, granted, I got to give him credit on that one when when he hit that shot over Raymond Felton. That was a contested three. Nothing on Raymond Felton, dude. This is a good shot. You hit it. Fine. Fine and well. But how about guarding Seth Curry in the final one minute and 40 seconds? And don't let this guy have six unanswered points when you are within striking distance, getting ready to go into the fourth quarter with a team that is scared to death of you when you're close. Portland is starting to build a little bit of a mental edge in this game. I don't think it's so overwhelming that if Oklahoma City came back and won Game Three, that they couldn't take control of this series in game four. Um, and I think if Oklahoma City ties this up. It's a huge mental boost going back to Portland. And you know the old Cliche series doesn't start until the road team wins. I think Oklahoma City wins these next two. They've got a real good shot of getting at least one game in Portland if they have to. But you've got to guard. You've got to be aware. Terrence Ferguson, you have to figure out a way to stay out of foul trouble. And if you can't guard C.J. McCollum, then damned if you do, damned if you don't, if you're Oklahoma City, you may have to find a situation where, where essentially Ferguson's out. And I'd hate to think of Ferguson coming off the bench because he's not supplying you jack offensively, coming off the bench. But you may be forced into a situation where you have got to start Dennis Schroeder just to have somebody that might be slightly more effective on C.J. McCollum, if if you have that belief. And for Paul George, um, you're if Paul if you're just if you're hoping that Paul George is just going to magically come around, that's probably not going to happen. And again, the success comes back to if he is not going to be successful from beyond the arc and Oklahoma City is not giving them any sort of hint, then the Thunder have just got to attack and make sure that these guys get into foul trouble. It's not that hard. I mean, these these are not things that are so difficult to correct that the Thunder don't have somewhat of a formula to figure out how to get by Portland. It's just a matter of executing that formula. And to some extent, Billy Donovan and Sam Presti Kind of swallowing their pride on those uncontested threes that you get, and just maybe telling these guys, hey, and if you're not feeling it, don't take it, go do something else. Um, after the game last night, um, Brett Dawson asked Paul George about Oklahoma City's tough offensive night and how draining that is, and how much does it affect other parts of the game. Second row, right, please. Paul
1: of uh, Brett Dawson with the Athletic. These are the game one, game two, are the two worst point shooting nights you guys have had all year as a team. When, when that is happening and it's compounding and, and this week you're kind of piling up, how, how do you respond to that? What do you guys have to do more for it if you do uh, Keep shooting. I mean, we're going to make
2: shots. Keep shooting. Uh, we will make shots. we we'll keep shooting. Left side front.
1: Yeah, Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma. Russ, you guys were up 10 midway through the second quarter. Things sort of went downhill the rest of the game. What What happened there that that was, what happened in the first quarter and a half that that you didn't get around to doing in the last two and a half quarters. Next question. Third um, row right please. Russ, uh, what's your mindset
2: heading back to OKC? What's the message to your team also?
1: Um, They won their first two home games. Um, obviously we wanted to try to steal one when we can but uh, let's just say we're, uh, we're a great basketball team. Um, a lot of great guys on the team that I uh, Trust in everybody to make shots, and make plays on both sides of the basketball. And um will be all right. You know, i start with myself. Um, I got to play better. Um, and tonight, the loss, uh, I'm going to take full responsibility of, uh, of tonight because uh, the way I played was uh, unacceptable and uh, I'm going to be better. So I'm not worried uh, one bit. Um, my job is to make sure I continue to come out and, um, you know, will and, and lead uh, our guys and make sure we have a chance to win a game. Front row center. Royce Young, ESPN. Russ, you know, Jeremy's been such a big factor for you guys throughout a lot of the season. He just hasn't really been able to get going. What, what can you guys do to, to find a way to get him going?
2: Uh, he good. He's going to be great. Left
1: row. Left uh, row. Yeah, Barry Tron with the Oklahoma. Paul, when the, uh, when the Blazers got it going there in the second half, you guys never hit them with a run. What what happened with your offense, you think, in the second half? Uh, we got to look at it.
2: Okay. at uh, we'll be better.
0: Give it up to Russ for taking the blame on that game last night. No, he wasn't very good, but he didn't get a lot of help from his teammates either, so not completely on Russ's shoulders, and we'll tell you somebody else who needs to step up and take blame and we'll even hear from that guy coming up next. And I'll tell you the one thing that Thunder didn't do, and it's a good thing. It's all right here on Locked on Thunder. My name is Eric G. Encouraging you to get the Himalaya app for your phone. Download it to your smartphone via the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And then, when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play. The Locked on Thunder podcast. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all, and it is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only 20 bucks. Now, how does it do that? Well, there's an app. There's an app for everything right now. Well, you've got Wise on your phone. So you get the Wise camera for just 20 bucks, right? Which has got full HD, it's got night vision, it's got clear images. You're not going to miss a thing with this. It's got two way audio as well. Ah, very important. So you can hear what's going on. You can talk to what's going on. Then when you have to go out or you got to go to work and you want to check on your house, worried about your kids, worried about maybe you're cooking something in the crock pot and you just want to make sure that you turned it on. Well, then you just go to your app. You take a look at it and you see what's going on with Wise. Plus, it's got 14-day free, let me stress that, 14-day free rolling cloud storage, 20 bucks. That's all it cost. I mean, for a peace of mind, 20 bucks. That's that's not expensive at all. It's got um, all sorts of great stuff on here. We've talked about the night vision, the two-way audio, and for just ten dollars more. Right For $10 more, you get the 110-degree rotation, the 360-horizontal range. You can get the 93-degree vertical range. You can patrol your room. That's the upgrade, and it works with Alexa. I don't know what more I can say to sell you on this. Again, we talk about the growing cloud storage. Just go to wyze.com slash podcast, wyze.com slash podcast, And check out WISE and see why it's so clear that it works and it will definitely work for you. Welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A lot of people uh, picking on Russell Westbrook, alright, deservedly so, so Russell Westbrook deserves to be picked on, but I think we established at the beginning of the of the show today, especially in the first segment, that it wasn't just Russell Westbrook. Paul George had his foibles last night, and how about Dennis Schroeder? Not only did you blow a couple of opportunities in the third quarter to give Oklahoma City some momentum on fast break chances, but you're not producing... Offensively, for a bench that's not producing at all offensively, and and has it all season long, but the Damian Lillard foul, when Lillard did the when Lillard did the James Harden move, and you had an opportunity to just kind of step back and let him take the three. Look, I understand the effort and wanting to contest, but I also will tell you that when the refs are trying to get control of a game which they were last night after double technicals, and they know that this is a very contentious series, they're going to call things that were close. That was a close call. You've got to be more aware of it. And for as much as we want to rip on Russell Westbrook, give the give a fair share amount to, to Dennis Schroeder, who had four fouls last night, could not stay out of foul trouble, only played 20 minutes, and the Thunder got to have him not only be on the floor but they got to have him be effective. Because if Dennis Schröder's not going to be effective, then the Thunder have absolutely zero chance of of winning this series whatsoever because it can't just it, it's already been proven. It can't just rest on the shoulders of Paul George and Russell Westbrook, especially now with PG being hurt. And Russ is an inconsistent player, so somebody's got to fill in the cracks. And really, he's the only guy right now with the talent to do that. Jeremy Grant's off. Steven Adams, better game than what he did last night, but he's so limited in what he can do. I I don't know how. I don't know how you you could even remotely count on Steven Adams. And uh, last night after the game, Dennis Schroeder talked about what the Thunder have to do to get back in this series. I mean, um, defensively,
1: you know, you just got to get into the ball Um, as a team, you know, on the defensive end and the offensive end. And uh, we didn't do that in the second half, and just how they got the lead.
2: Then it seemed like at the end of that first quarter, beginning of the second, you really came on and were able to give the team a spark. What was working for you in that stretch?
1: Yeah, you know, I just tried to bring the intensity, you know, from the bench. Um, it's tough, you know. Um, they, they did a great job, you know, getting into us, and I um, just tried to turn it around, you know. So, um, just try to bring energy and um, try to help my teammates, you know, pick up the energy and um, get the lead. Did so it
2: sound big as actually
1: make differential right now the way that they're hitting you? You guys hit them at the end of the regular season, but they just haven't followed that. I mean, uh, we just got to keep shooting and be confident in it. And, I mean, them. They, they shooting the lights out right now, you know. They're supposed to do, um, I mean, they did what they're supposed to do, you know, um, their home-court advantage. Use it. They got 2-0, and now we got to take uh, care of home, home court in Oklahoma. You know, go uh, go from there.
2: There turnovers are always important, but does it become more important when you're playing a team that shoots it as well as they do and as efficiently as they do?
1: Turn turnovers. Is period. It's, it's not good. You know, um, you just gotta take care of the ball, um, including me. You know, everyone in this locker room. But, Like I said, we just got to move the ball as a team. Um, If we do that, what we did in the second half, you know, it's going to be tough for us. So we got to
0: move the ball. (laughs) I like like that. Yeah, you came off and gave the thunder. After I've been ripping on him, it's like, hey, you came off and, and and gave him a spark. I didn't feel that last night. Um, Eric Horton and I would probably disagree with that. I'll go back and and look at more the first half. But I thought in the, the third quarter, I thought everybody pretty much played bad last night. However, I think we have to at least say the Thunder did one thing right last night. Or actually, the Thunder didn't do something last night that ultimately is a good sign and it tells me you can have faith for game three i'll tell you what that is coming up next this is the locked on thunder podcast the best way to listen to the locked on thunder podcast is download the himalaya app to your smartphone and then when you get into your car tell your smart device to play the locked on thunder podcast and hey if you like podcasts then himalaya will curate a playlist for you daily based on what you like can't beat that. You can also subscribe to this podcast via Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and, of course, Google Podcasts. It's all here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you again for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I knew we were going to have to move some stuff around today, so we'll talk a little bit about Uh, Game three coming up here in a couple of minutes. And tomorrow will be, I guess, more full-on preview of game three. And uh, we'll hear some more from uh, members of the Oklahoma City Thunder. We may even squeeze in some Blazers, guys, um, if you're a Blazer fan uh, listening to this. Um, The Thunder didn't do something last night that should encourage you for game four. And that was this. They didn't quit. They didn't quit at all. And I thought after Myers-Leonard 3, which made it 103-86 in the fourth quarter, the Thunder could have easily packed it in and called it good. The biggest evidence I have that Oklahoma City didn't quit and are still trying to send a message to the Portland Trail Blazers that this is going to be a very physically grueling series was Steven Adams' pick on Damian Lillard. Um, Go back and watch that in slow motion. You can see Lillard's head go back. I mean, that was straight out of the NHL playbook. You're losing late in the game. It's still game two or three of that playoff series. And then you put a hard check on someone. That's exactly what Steven Adams did. And Steven Adams is right. It's not Steven Adams' responsibility to make sure that Damian Lillard's okay on that play. Um, it's his teammates that should let him know that the pick is coming like the crackback was coming when those were legal blocks in the NFL, which they've not been legal for a long time. But that right there lets me know that they were still playing. And I thought Russ, there were, there were a couple of drives late in the fourth quarter. Um, there was a fast break between him and Paul George where Russ got to the rim and was able to put in a layup where you knew Oklahoma City wasn't going to win, but these guys were still playing hard, and that was important. They didn't pack it in last night. And any middle edge that they still have of the Blazers, you've got to work very hard to make sure that that sticks around. After the game last night, Stephen Adams spoke about his pick, uh, the inside play, which was good for Oklahoma City, and um, what the Thunder have to do to get ready for Game 3. How about
2: the play inside for you guys? Did you get what you wanted? Uh, the play inside.
1: For you, in the paint? Did you get what you wanted inside
0: tonight?
2: Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, scored and all that sort of stuff, but you just need to be a bit more pressure in the paint, uh, okay. that makes sense, Your mm-hmm. guys, kick, whatever it is. Yeah, just gotta look at the tape. you know, it's one thing scoring, but it, I mean, you still gotta, uh, you know, create a lot of confusion, that's a lot better, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It seemed like you guys did a better job of what you talked about in pick and roll coverage, getting back and in front of the ball but they they hurt you in isolation. Anything you noticed about what McCollum and Miller were able to do uh,
2: playing in isolation tonight? Just going downhill. Um, yeah, I did a shit job. They contain a bit better. Um, yeah, because then they keep going downhill. Just to the thing. I mean they're taking a couple non paint twos, which is good, but then they're making another one as well. So it's pretty shit at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking Board, yeah? mm-hmm. What's gotta happen? You said go back to the ground bar, what's gonna happen for you to find success when you get there? Oh hard hard to say. I uh, haven't seen the game. A um, lot different watching video yet. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So I uh, can't tell you anything. Right away, just could be anything, score more points. Obviously. Any turnovers in that
0: third quarter? Do you
2: feel anything different offensively?
0: turnovers for you guys in that third quarter? Did you feel anything different offensively, eight, eight mm-hmm. that quarter, yeah. anything different
2: offensively during that period? Uh, I mean oh, from them defensively?
0: Or just the way that you guys were, were not flowing?
2: No, I think we were just um, being super aggressive.
0: And, I, look, thank you very much for taking the blame for your job on the guards. Um, I hate it when the switch gets made and you see Steven Adams get out on guards. Uh, and there was that one shot. And I can't remember if it was in third or fourth quarter as I went back and watched it you know, this morning where McCollum just shot over Steven Adams because he can. And, and you get Adams on a guard. He can't. He's not going to be able to efficiently shut them down, and if you're Portland, you're just going to have to take advantage of those switches as much as you can, not to give them any sort of playbook against Oklahoma City. Uh, Real quick preview of tomorrow night. First thing I would say is we'll know if Billy Donovan feels desperate or not, if he makes any changes to the lineup. I wouldn't suspect that there's going to be any changes to the lineup whatsoever. I think you're going to see pretty much what you've gotten in the last couple of days. Um, I do expect to see Oklahoma City essentially play the way that they have in these first couple of games. And what I mean by that is when you get open threes, they're going to take them. I don't see that changing at all. Defensively, force more turnovers and just – do do when you force the turnovers, get out and transition a little bit faster – uh, than what you have these last couple of games, and then as far as guarding Lillard, guarding McCollum, you gotta stay on them, and you know that they're gonna make their shots. And it's not even so much. We kind of I remember this really dumb debate I got into one time where, what's more devastating, a dunk or a three pointer? Well, really, truly, neither one is all that devastating in the NBA. It's those well-timed three-pointers from Seth Curry and Damian Lillard. The two-three and then the one at the end of the half. It's those well-timed ones when you are in a drought that become so devastating. It's never just one. It's when you're in a drought and you've got no answer. So you have to figure out a way to limit Portland from being as good as they are, which means contest, force them into non-paint twos, and if they're making those shots unfortunately there's not a whole lot you can do about it this is the locked on thunder podcast i wish i had like that magical answer of like well if they're making their shots getting no, down you just can't you can try to get to the free throw line more get them into foul trouble but at that point you still have to convert this is the locked on thunder podcast i'm eric gc i told you it'd be fun <laughs> this is the locked on thunder podcast i'm eric g we'll talk with you tomorrow as we go full preview mode uh we'll hear from more members of the thunder hopefully we get a chance here from Billy Donovan tomorrow all right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and Thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.